Welcome to On Conscious. This is episode 10, The Dirt on Laundry Products. Welcome to On Conscious. I'm your host, Liz Cook, functional nutritionist and founder of One Seed Organic Perfumes. In today's episode, we're dishing the dirt on laundry products. Have you ever tried to find the list of ingredients on your favorite laundry products? Then you've probably noticed there isn't one. Legislation not only doesn't require brands to list their ingredients, but it even protects their right to use ingredients that can be seriously damaging to your health, and you're none the wiser. Happy about that? Me either. So let's jump in. Transparency. It's not big in many sectors, and it bugs me. I talk about this topic a lot in terms of fragrance, so let's go back there for a second. Fragrance has traditionally been the realms of kings and the wealthy, and perfumers were seen somewhat as magicians. After all, who wants to know a magician's secrets, right? So for centuries and maybe thousands of years, the art of the perfumer was a mystery that no one felt the need to solve. Fast forward to the late 1800s, and with the discovery of synthetic fragrance compounds, perfumes were now associated with scientists, and the need to go underground to protect their formulas and discoveries became even greater. And anyway, scientists are smart and we're dumb, so we better not ask any uneducated questions, right? Nowadays, we understand that perfume can be made of a lot of different ingredients, synthetic or natural, plant-derived, occasionally still animal-derived, and mostly lab-synthesized. And we're pretty smart, so smart, that we can now reverse-engineer pretty much any product, including fragrance, so there is no need for secret-keeping in fragrance. And yet, there is. Trade secret legislation exists to protect the formulation of fragrance and cosmetics companies from being copied. Which makes no sense. After all, for measly 150 bucks, anyone with a decent nose can grab that $400 bottle of perfume and reverse engineer it and make something virtually identical. It happens all the time, hence cheap knockoff perfumes that smell very close to the real deal. The point is there is no need for secrecy and, frankly, we deserve better. From our favourite perfume brands and, and from all the other industries that are still living in the dark ages in terms of transparency. For example, pharmaceuticals. Do you know what else is in paracetamol tablets aside from paracetamol? I mean, 500 milligrams of paracetamol and 500 milligrams of what else? And dare I say, feminine hygiene products. What is in those things that sit so close to our reproductive organs or even inside our bodies? More on this topic in a future episode. But today we're going to focus on laundry products. Do you read the information on your favorite laundry products? Have you ever tried? If you have, you may have noticed there's a lot of marketing, a lot of poisons information, but no ingredients, or maybe some hazy version of ingredients at best. And if you're someone who's suffered from a reaction to laundry products, or you're prone to allergies generally, or if you're trying to uncover the mysteries around your health battles, you may have tried to look into laundry product labels and discovered that they're extremely vague. I'm a big label reader, can you tell? <laughs> I look for the ingredients in everything I buy and I expect to see them, especially for products I'm going to put in my body or use in my home. I want to know if what's in these products is safe for me and my family, and I want to be able to do the research myself if I want to, not rely on the brands to tell me their product is perfectly safe, so just go ahead and don't worry your pretty little head about it. 
Unfortunately, there is very little legislation that requires manufacturers to list the ingredients in their laundry products. This is a very big problem in perfumery, as we've discussed, but in laundry, it's even worse. The government doesn't consider laundry products to be as problematic as they aren't touching your skin, right? Or are they? Once again, trade secrecy legislation protects brands from having to expose their manufacturing secrets so their competitors don't know what they're doing. But what about the consumer? You may need to know to make better choices for your health or the environment, but quite frankly, even if you don't think you need to know, you deserve to know and you have the right to know. You have the right to make informed choices with all of the products you purchase. I don't care what the legislation says about that. I took a trip for this episode to look over the laundry products aisle in two supermarkets, one major and the other a smaller player but with a really big product range. My trip revealed the following facts. It's really hard to find laundry products that are actually natural or lower in toxic chemicals. None of the larger brands list ingredients. Neither do the small brands that are not natural. The only ones that list ingredients are the ones that are actually lower tox or all natural. Not all of the natural or low-tox products list the essential oils they use. Some are just listed as natural fragrance or essential oils. The eco-strategy used by most laundry products is around grey water or more environmentally friendly packaging and sometimes sensitive skin. Commonly used marketing terms to make you feel you're choosing a safer, friendlier product are typically eco-active or pure or palm oil-free or with essential oils. I also noticed that very few, if any, of the brands are cruelty-free or vegan, and certainly none of the commercial brands are. Many use pictures of nature, such as roses, leaves, vanilla beans, or charcoal to give the impression of them being natural or gentle or healthier. And poetic lines like infused with essential oils, the fresh bursts of cherry blossom and sweet pea, which if you know anything about natural fragrance, you know that is all hogwash as cherry blossoms and sweet peas don't yield any fragrance. And unless they're saying a fragrance is 100% natural, it's 100% baloney. Words like dermologically tested or dermatologist recommended or hypoallergenic are included on some packages, and endorsements by the Eczema Association can even be found on at least one brand of, quote, sensitive skin laundry liquid. But on closer inspection of the ingredients and info on the back of the bottle, you will still not find any transparency. No ingredients, no results of the supposed testing, and let's not even talk about endorsements by the Eczema Association in this episode. I value them about as much as I do the Heart Foundation tick of approval and a bag of jelly beans, or frankly, it's newer cousin, the Health Star rating. Oh my gosh, don't get me started. But back to laundry. One major brand with an eco-marketing edge claims 70% plant-based cleaning ingredients, but this is a little divisive. What percentage of the ingredients are cleaning ingredients? And when they say plant-derived, have they been processed, which now renders them toxic? For example, sodium lauryl sulfate, which can be coconut-derived, but is ethoxylated. Plant-derived does not mean non-toxic. I was able to find three brands of lower tox or more natural products among the, among the dozens of brands on offer, but only one of these brands at the major supermarket, and that is so disappointing. The question for the average person who doesn't spend their days investigating label claims and researching ingredients like I do is, how do we know they're safer? 
claims like oxygen whitening or non-chlorine whitening, fragrance-free or no enzymes, or even biodegradable or grey water safe make a product sound like a better choice. But the trick is to look beyond the smoke and mirrors, beyond what is not in the product, and also consider what is in the product. Words like all natural, non-toxic or no nasty chemicals plus a full list of ingredients are really helpful. If there are no ingredients listed or if the ingredient list is sketchy, don't accept it. Words like non-ionic surfactant means about as much on an ingredient list as a loaf of bread saying plant starches and proteins. It really tells you nothing. For the most part, the lower tox products do display a full or almost full list of ingredients and not just categories. It's so great to see the truly safer brands leading the pack with regards to transparency. And it's time for the big boys to do the same, don't you think? After all, if you have nothing to hide. Lots of people ask me what products I use and I don't get any endorsements from any brands ever. That is so not my style. But I do like to talk about the brands I think are doing really well in terms of creating non-toxic products that work and have an ethos I fully support. My current favorites in this category are Seventh Generation, who push really hard for improved transparency with regard to ingredients, and EcoStore. Both brands list all of their ingredients and both are non-toxic and biodegradable with no synthetic fragrances either, and they're really gentle on clothes and on skin. Now let's get down to the gritty stuff, the science behind the potentially harmful nature of laundry products. If you do a little investigating, you'll discover that laundry detergents are basically some sort of surfactant or detergent, some sort of enzymes, water softeners, colours, fragrances and preservative, along with water. In these categories are some very concerning ingredients that are not only hazardous to our waterways and the creatures that live in them, but they wreak havoc on your health. Some of these include ethoxylated degreasers such as sodium lauryl sulfate and a whole new generation of similar ingredients, dioxanes and or chlorine, which are bleaches, phosphates, which are water softeners to make cleaning more effective, diethyl phthalate, which is used to hold scent to the product better or to improve texture, and synthetic colors, synthetic fragrance, preservatives, and so much more. Some of the potential health impacts of these products include asthma, eczema, skin or eye irritation, headaches, nausea, brain fog, some types of cancers, endocrine or hormonal disruption, nervous system dysregulation and more. And environmentally, there's a lot of damage being done with many of these chemicals leaching minerals from soils, contaminating crops or backyard gardens, causing hormonal changes to wildlife who live in or around waterways, including the fish that we eat, and bioaccumulation in the food we eat, such as agricultural crops, and inside our own bodies. Many of these chemicals are absorbed into our bodies either by direct contact with your clothes or bedding or by inhalation, and sometimes even by ingestion. A lot of the research in this area has been around fragrance in laundry products, especially focused on synthetic musk. Musk is everywhere. Humans love it, apparently. Synthetic musk is found in around 90% of perfumes on the market today, even the ones that don't smell noticeably musky, and in the vast majority of laundry products as well. There's something very human and very comforting about the smell of musk but there's also something very wrong with synthetic musk. 
The ingredients that create a musk aroma are strong endocrine disruptors to both humans and wildlife, and they stick around for a long time in our bodies and in the environment, and they accumulate, continuing their estrogenic effects for years. Synthetic estrogens have been found in household dust, in waterways and in the animals who live in the waterways, such as fish and amphibians. And amazingly, synthetic musk can even be found in rain and snow. Around 1990, scientists who test wastewater began to notice that some of the newer laundry detergent fragrances weren't being broken down at all. The purpose of wastewater treatment plants is to break down the substances that go into our wastewater, like from sewage and grey water from laundries, bathrooms and kitchens. But musks were getting through treatment plants and not being broken down at all. These molecules were actually being found unadulterated downstream in significant amounts. Musk molecules are found in the flesh of fish downstream and near ocean fallouts, in drinking water drawn from rivers, and even in rain and snow in the areas not even in proximity of the treatment plants. The molecules dry up and the powder is swept up by the wind and falls later in precipitation. The Journal of Environmental Monitoring in 2008 reported that in some studies, almost every sample of rainwater contains synthetic musk. They referred to this as estrogenic compounds in precipitation. Musk is also found in produce from farms being fertilised with sludge from wastewater plants. Scientists have been working on ways to improve wastewater treatment to deal with musks, and some treatment plants are more effective than others, depending on the treatment method used, but still none are able to fully succeed. But doesn't this system seem wrong to you, to not hold manufacturers to account and force them to change their formulations, but instead try harder to clean the problem at the bottom end? It really makes me strongly question whose interests are being served. Did you know that toddlers get about five times the exposure to synthetic musk as adults? A 2011 study found that household dust contains a significant level of synthetic musk, which our babies are exposed to when they crawl on the floor, but also when they put things in their mouths. In addition, children and babies have been found to have higher levels of diethyl phthalate in their bodies. In one study published in the journal Pediatrics in 2008, 80% of infants had diethyl phthalate present in their bodies, and the younger the child, the more diethyl phthalate he or she had present. The thing about diethyl phthalate is, although it doesn't bioaccumulate in the same way as synthetic musk, you get a daily dose of it every time you use a fragrance product. Diethyl phthalate has a very strong hormonal mimicking effect on the body. Breast milk commonly contains synthetic musk too. The more fragrance products a woman uses, the more likely she is to have synthetic musk in her breast milk. Studies published in the Journal of Environmental Science and Technology in 2009 found elevated levels of several different synthetic musks in women using perfume during pregnancy and in women reporting to be using perfumed laundry detergent. There's so much to consider. But there's also a lot at stake when it comes to your health and the products you choose to use on your body and in your home. The brands we use need to be accountable for the ingredients they choose to include in their products, and the need for transparency is way overdue. If there's nothing to hide, why not list it all on a label and let us make up our own mind? As always, I encourage you to do your own investigation and research on all of these topics and educate yourself well about how your own body works and how nature works on your body. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, rate us an Apple podcast and share us with your friends. 
For more information about One Seed or to find health and wellness articles in our journal, visit oneseedperfumes.com. Thank you.